You're listening to the Sermon Podcast of Genesis West in Robbinsdale, Minnesota. You can find out more about us at genesiscove.org. Enjoy the teaching. This reading is from James chapters 1, verses 2 through 8. Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and, t- and challenges come at you from all sides. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. If you don't know what you're doing, pray to the Father. He loves to help. You'll get his help and won't be contested to when you ask for it. Ask boldly, believingly, without a second thought. People who worry their prayers are like wind-whipped waves. Don't think you're going to get anything from the master that way. Adrift at sea, keeping all your options open. We who have run for our lives to God have every reason to grab the promised rope with both hands and never let go. It is an unbreakable spiritual lifeline reaching past all appearances right to the very presence of God where Jesus running on ahead of us has taken up his permanent post as high priest for us in the order of Melchizedek. Thank you, B. Thank you, T. Hello, everybody. Uh, it's a little lethargic in this room, just a hair. Hazel, where's Hazel? She's still in here. Congratulations. We're all so happy for you. That was really special. Good work, by the way. Um, Heidi and I were gone last weekend. Uh, from Genesis, we were at Christ Presbyterian Church in Edina, and uh, man, I'm gone for one weekend. <laughs> Love you too. I feel loved. Um, I've talked with, it feels like everyone this week, but it hasn't been everyone, but I felt your love. Where am I coming from uh, this week? Well, bummer, huh? Bummer. Uh, told the kids on Friday, we, we went out to Stillwater. I mean, we had a great day. Had some hamburgers and milkshakes, and we said, guess what? Our family's going on an adventure. But thank God we have a community that roots us. Um, yeah, I was sad. Uh, when Steve and I talked, it was hard. Wasn't it hard? It was hard. It was sad. And I think, yeah, man, if you're new here this morning, you don't even know what's going on. <laughs> uh, my name is Steve Haynes, and uh, I'm the associate pastor here, and this is, this is my last Sunday on staff. But Lord willing, this is not the last Sunday that my family calls Genesis home. Can I get an amen? Woo! 
I'm sad. You know what else I am? I'm grateful. I'm, I, I've learned, you know, there's so much to be grateful for. And as a person, when I came, when, I, when my family came here to Genesis four years ago, uh, oh boy, let's just say I've grown a lot. Have I not grown a lot, Steve? And I'm grateful for that. Um, learned a lot. And you all have given me so much mercy and grace to learn. Uh, when I came, I, I wanted to lead, but I could really just play guitar. And then you gave me spaces to learn, and you gave me grace to make mistakes myself. And I am so grateful for that. Genesis and being here with everybody and working with you all shoulder to shoulder in what we're doing Outside my family, this is the greatest investment that I've ever made. Being here with you all, I'm grateful. I'm sure thankful to you. And my family is too, that, that we got to be here and, and, and be on staff. It's pretty special, wasn't it? It's pretty special for us. But again, as I've talked with some of you who know me really well, you come up and you go, sorry about your job, bro. And it's just that. Don't we all lose jobs? And for me, that's how I'm seeing it. And I'm going to need my community to walk with me because I'm starting a new career and I don't know how to sell real estate yet, Brian. <laughs> Charlie, I got to learn. Hey, you want three bedrooms. How about this six bedroom? Is that how it goes? You just double it right away? It's been a joy being a pastor here, and for the rest of my life, I'm internally grateful, so thank you. And I want to be clear about that. Thank you. But this morning, in the few minutes that we have left, I would like you to remember that we have invested in something together that is deeper than a bottom line, that is deeper that we share among us than anything else, and it's a hope. The problem is, is that the, the deep connection that holds us together is just a hope. And you can't see a hope, can you? Verna, you can't see it. It's not clear. And I want to remind us that the reason why this can be so difficult, what we do, this church thing, has anybody actually seen where we're headed can I get a hand? Has anybody actually seen where we're going? New beginnings, Burley. That's what we've been talking about, huh? Um, so when we find ourselves in the middle of trials, what's the first thing we do, everybody? What is it? <laughs> what? <laughs> Quit. No. <laughs> what? Look up, dig deeper, get angry, hide, cry, run, swear a little. What's that? Two scotches, George. Okay. Pray. I want to say that there's something about stopping also to give thanks. And we all chose to come to Genesis at some point. And we all chose to believe that what we were talking about here was real and it mattered. 
I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that you started this idea of what happens if you don't put a limit on it? What happens if every death gets a chance to come back? What if every pain actually has a place to land? That's what we talk about here. I had this, uh, this memory of being at the Grand Canyon. On, uh, we, the Haynes' go camping, and we were at the Grand Canyon camping, and we went on this hike that Heidi and I thought was a great idea, and afterwards we went, we shouldn't have brought kids on that hike. Not a chance. And it was just kind of very slowly, okay, I got your hand, don't, don't step. Okay, we're all going to take a step right now. And we were in the middle of nowhere, and we couldn't turn back. And that's what it's like leading a church plant that's about new beginnings, it's like this toddler that's trying to figure out, well, we're not what we used to be. We're not old church, are we? Are we old church? No, but again, we have, and, and so we're, that's clunky. And sometimes things happen clunky, and what holds us together is the hope. The hope that as we give grace to each other and mercy to each other, as we lead well, and as we don't lead well, that there is something deeper that holds us. So we give thanks. What are some things that you're thankful for about Genesis? What are some things that you're thankful for about our community? Honesty. What's that? Thank you, Karen. No, that's an all play. I just don't repeat all answers. (laughs) Say it louder. A lack of pretending. Kindness, Megan, yeah. All of these people, right? Hazel, you too. What else? Hugs. Who said hugs? I love you. Come get yours after. Holding the both. Holding the both. What else would your life be missing if you'd never come to Genesis? I'd be missing you. Say it again. Friendships. Yeah, Molly. A ton of healing. A very large sense of community. inspiration. It's all in this room, and I'm so grateful for it. So first, God, we thank you for Genesis. We thank you for the story that we have written together so far. We are grateful. We are a grateful people. It was through an odd sort of phone calls and people introducing me to people that landed me here, and I'm grateful for that path. I'm glad I got to be here and We're grateful that we're a church together, that we get to think about this stuff, that we get to ask the question, why church at all? God, that's a blessing to ask that question with these people. So we are grateful, amen? The next thing that I wonder about is what is the big story that we're living then, now? And the truth is, I've talked to a lot of people this week if you count texting, which I don't. Texting's not talking, people. <laughs> but if you include texting, man, we, we've been through a week. And 
it seems like there might be some needed words put around what are we doing together and, and why try this hard? Isn't this difficult? For some of us that are in this, this is difficult, right? It's hard to sometimes know how to be a community and how to hold the story of God well together. And we believe that we are living in a big story. I'd like, to, I'd like to pull up the Hebrews passage, Hebrews 6. We who have run for our very lives to God already, those of us here, have every reason to grab the promised hope with both hands and never let go. There's this hope that anchors us very deeply together. Now, I want to say, in a time of transition in a community, there are seasons for people that need to leave and there are seasons for people that need to stay. And that's okay. Can we hold that together, church? Let's hold that together. And let's not stand in judgment or criticism or offense. And when we decide to walk together as a people, that's when we choose that hope. Does that make sense? Are you with me? And here's the hope. Jesus in the order of Melchizedek, well, Melchizedek, comes from the town of peace. He's the king of the city of peace. And Melchizedek showed Abraham how to have communion with a stranger. Steph, did I get that right? Okay, thanks. (laughs) Jesus also shows us how to have communion with a stranger. The hope is that we can sit together as strangers, as enemies, in this room, around that table, and we all belong, and it's all going to be okay. That's our story, people of God. Why? Because as we do that, as we practice that, guess what? We actually believe, and this is what we've invested in this whole time. This is what we've worked on. Elder team, this is what we've tried to support. It is this. There is a reality on the outside of this reality. There really is something more than you can see right now, and that's what we've lived together. All the pain in the world, all the judgmentalism and the, the malice and the evil, how, where's that going to go if we can't choose a deeper meaning? What? what? Man, you guys, you've cooked for people. You've invited people into your homes. You've come here to church for meetings that go really late, that go too late. You've brought your kids. Your kids are been like, dear God, why? <laughs> I've seen your kids. I know your kids. <laughs> Let's not talk about my kids. You're very sweet children. Thank you. <laughs> We've worked so hard. And it's not, it's not to get a staff that we want. It's not to get the perfect elder team. You know what? I got to say this. The elder team has worked their tail off, and I watched them. Steve has worked his tail off, and I watched him do it. They believe in what we believe in, too. I watched them make decisions I wouldn't have made. Have you ever watched somebody make a decision you wouldn't make? Or are we all lying this morning? (laughs) 
The hope is that love endures. And the only way we'll know that for sure is if we prove it. It's the only way to know. There's many of us in this room that we've said, well, church, meh, I'm done. I give up. I understand that. I've been there. I think a lot of us have been there. And for the times that I've been part of church and I left, I'm sorry. I was at a church one time. Do you guys know this isn't the first time I've been let go? Can I get an amen? Okay. I remember another time I was let go. And I was so offended that I left. And I thought all of that pain, I had to go through that because I thought that was the only option. A couple years later, I, I had wished I had stayed. Maybe take a break for a while. It is, it is good to take breaks. That's, yes, and it's okay to leave. And make sure that we're not leaving over an offense that love could heal if we just stayed a little bit longer. Make sure we're not leaving over an offense that maybe Jesus would actually like to free us from that and show us the next. One thing I've said this week to some people, and I, I don't know, I'm... I'm flown at this point. What are you going to do? <laughs> That's my joke. Sorry. You know, I have a big passion for the world. I have a big passion for the church to grow together and to unify and to let there be a love that greases the communal wheels in such a way that we make it through things like this. Why? Because the world needs an example of light and love that endures through every hardship. I don't see anybody burning our door down saying, Genesis, will you love me? <laughs> where, where are the people saying, Genesis is an ally? Where are the people saying, Genesis stays up late and gets up early for the sake of the city? We are so close. We are so close. We have lived so much life together. And our community is about to just get it and see it. And through love, through the endurance of Jesus, I think we can get there. I don't think we can get there. I know we can get there. That's my hope. Martin Luther King Jr. preached a radio address on July 26, 1953. And he ends with Jesus, and that's, that's where I'd like to end. You know I love Jesus so much. He says, and so the challenge which confronts all of us is to respond to our circumstances with strength and courage rather than weakness and despair. Who in all history can serve as a better example for us at this point than our Lord and Master, Jesus Christ? There was nothing so comfortable and advantageous about his environmental and hereditary circumstances. He was born in a stable and raised on a carpenter's bench. His mother and father were not members of the upper crust Jewish society. They did not enjoy the power of the aristocratic Pharisee or the prestige of the cosmopolitan Sadducee. Jesus was born in plain, unpretentious circumstances. But Jesus had within himself a power of personal response, which was destined to transform his circumstances. This same Jesus, who was born in an ox stable, rose up to be the strongest and tallest oak in the great forest of history. That's our older brother. 
And he said we're capable of the same spirit, the same mind, the same character that he lived with. We can do that too. A friend of mine died this week. His name was Chris. Chris was a good man. Some of us were reflecting on who, who he was and how he lived. And what I wrote this morning as I was thinking about him and my hope for us and how we walk out of this season is we, I, I want us to be a people looking for peace, practicing love along the way. My friend Chris showed me that. In his, in his work as a doctor, it was always a practice. It wasn't a belief. It was a practice. We learn things so that we can try them out. We're learning some things right now in our community. That's good. I hope, my encouragement for us is that we can look for peace together, practicing love along the way. Look for peace together, practicing love along the way. God is good, let's not forget, amen? I'm gonna grab a liturgy. I'm gonna pray for us, I would like to, I would like to bless us and then we'll head into prayers and confession. Is that all right? Anybody need anything before we pray? Father, it's just 20 minutes of me sharing. But Lord, I pray that you would awaken in our hearts the hope that you have, the hope that strangers can share communion, the hope that families can stay families, the hope that a community can become a family. The hope that you will restore all things, the hope that what we see is not all there is, the hope that as we learn how to become a closer-knit family, one that works so well together and is so beautiful together, that the watching world would knock on our door and say, would you mind sharing? Could you share what you have? Lord, would, would you help us to live in such a way that people say that about Genesis, that they would knock on our door and say, could, could I have some of what you have? The family, the warmth, the forgiveness, the understanding. And so we pray together, people, people of God, we prepare our hearts to be reoriented to love. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy.
we're gonna get about as quiet as it can. Jesus, speak to us. Show us who you are. Be clear and present.